Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about working with professionals to give them the tools to promote themselves and their businesses and make them as successful as they can possibly be. And today, I'm going to have so much fun because I am talking with someone who I know very well. We've only met virtually, though. You know, got to love this world in this day and age. And she works with and for me. It's funny. All, all you Big Bang Theory fans, Sheldon has people who work for him, and they always say, we work with you. And, you know, you know it's one of those funny things that, you know, only Big Bang Theory fans would, would get. But anyhow, please join me in welcoming my guest today, Kim Santillo, to our program. Welcome, Kim. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm very excited. You know, we this really is going to be such a cool program. And the reason that I wanted to have you on, especially at the end of the year, is because so many small business owners and entrepreneurs are making their plans for next year. They're doing their marketing plans. They're doing all of these various things. And what Kim does for me is absolutely and totally essential and is something that I think many small business owners and entrepreneurs really should be considering. And that's the fact that Kim is a virtual assistant for me. You know, I mentioned the fact that she and I have never met. We've Skyped. Obviously, we email, we chat, we text, we do all of those various things. But Kim works for me and does it virtually from a totally different state. Actually, we're in the same time zone. So that that does that is a benefit. But that is, you know, I wanted small business owners and entrepreneurs to know about how virtual assistants work and how to go about that. So again, Kim, welcome. Thank you. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you before we jump into this. Okay. So having worked in a high-level, fast-paced corporate environment for nearly 17 years, Kim understands the business mindset and what it takes to run a successful business. After experiencing burnout from her 9-to-5 job, she formed Virtual virtual Sanity. I almost said Virtual Insanity. (laughs) Virtual Sanity, where she assists business owners with various projects and aspects of their business so they can focus on their craft. Kim is a lover of checklists and processes, and she enjoys creating systems for the projects she manages. And what Kim does for me is she is the producer of this very program here on Mile High Radio. So again, Kim, welcome. Thank you. It's fun to be on this side of the the stage. Oh, isn't it fun? You get to to know the different nuts and bolts part about it. I know. Yeah, such fun, such fun. Well, first, you know, let's let's kind of step back a little bit and tell us why, you know, you mentioned the fact that you had burnout from nine to five. Why did you decide to to make virtual assistance your business? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, you know, when I started to experience burnout, it was never a burnout really from working. Um, I, I enjoy working. I enjoy, you know, communicating with people, dealing with people. Um, but I wanted, first of all, to have the flexibility to decide who I could work with and the type of work that I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I happened to stumble across this term virtual assistant mm-hmm. um, a couple years ago, and I had really never heard of it. But when when you started 
to kind of read what a virtual assistant could do and really learn more, I found that it was like, wow, this is really an opportunity to work with a lot of different business owners. And I enjoy business. Um, And also really to experience new and challenging things like every day. And like you said, you can, we work with people from all, doesn't even have to be in the U.S. I mean, you work with people outside of the U.S. So you just get every day is like a new, a new challenge. You're always doing something new. And I thought, you know, with, with enough corporate experience um, and kind of knowing, you know, what I was good at trying to leverage those things that I could really offer to someone running a business, um, I was like, hey, I'm going to give this a go. I I think I can make this work. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and it does allow you incredible flexibility. Yeah. You know, and and there are so many different ways that virtual assistants can work. You know, as you mentioned, you can be around the world. So you can set your own time frame. You know, I know that you are a mom. And so you can say, okay, between X hours, I am mom. I am not going to work. Um, you know, I'm, and, and frequently you and I are emailing late at night. Um, you know, and, and for some people, they're not going to do that or they're only going to work on weekends. They're going to use this to supplement their income, all sorts of things. But it's a great way for people to be, as you mentioned, be involved in the business world and be working on their own timetable. Yeah, I think that's that's what um, I quickly found in people that you know start to learn more about virtual assistants. It's a lot of a lot of times that the females. I mean, I don't want to say that there's no males that mm-hmm. that do this, but it is primarily females, right. and a lot of them are just looking for that flexibility to say, you know, hey, I'm going to work like you said, I'm just working weekends or, you know, a lot of people will, you know, they'll have a second job and they'll do this, you know, kind of in the evenings or whenever they have free time, really it it does, it affords, and you could be anywhere. I mean, I've, I have been on vacation at the poolside with my laptop and nobody knows because that's, that's all you need. You have your technology, you can be anywhere. And that's what I really like to the, that location independence to be, you know, you could still work and, and not feel like you're always behind when you take a vacation. Right. Well, and you can, you know, obviously virtual assistants can do a variety of things mm-hmm. that in, in many cases, a, a actual employee couldn't do, you know, virtually working is, is one of those things. Um, you know, it's, it's things where maybe I need somebody who is only going to do work for me on a weekend. Okay. Then I find a virtual assistant that they can only, you know, that's what they want. All these various things. It gives you the flexibility, both from the VA's part and from the employer to really be able to work out a schedule that works best for them. And, and, you know, clearly there are some things, you know, maybe if you're doing uh, customer service calls for somebody, those are a set period of time. But, you know, if it's sending emails, doing things like that, that can be done sometimes at midnight or on weekends. Right. That's very true. Um, I think from from the the company or business owner standpoint, mm-hmm. they're, you know, if they're looking for, someone to assist them, they can really find someone based off of, you know, tasks, time. Um, you know, some people will say, you know, like you mentioned, we, we both happen to be on the East Coast. Um, the, a lot of times, you know, someone will say, you know, I'm on the West Coast. I can't have somebody three hours time difference. I only want someone here. But there's, you know, you can really, <clears throat> really get very specific in what you're looking for and be able to find someone that can meet those demands. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's all about communication 
between the, you know, the person who is hiring the VA and the VA, you know, to, to set ground, uh, not ground rules, to set expectations and, and the criteria and all of those various things. And that's sometimes where people kind of fall down on the job. And, and I'll be honest, that was me. You know, I had decided, I think you are actually like my sixth or seventh VA. <laughs> and they all worked in, you know, out in various ways. But, you know, initially when I, I wanted a VA, it was somebody who just kind of coordinated my schedule and, and did some things for me. And I did not give her clear enough parameters. Okay. So when it wasn't successful, it was my fault because I hadn't told her, I need you to do this. You know, here's what I expect from you, all those various things. She was a fabulous person, but she also did it as kind of a, oh, that sounds interesting. I think I can do that type. Yeah. Of thing. So if you're wanting to be a VA, the, the most important part of this is to think of it as it is your job. You know, it's not the, oh, I can do it to, to earn a little extra money when I have a little bit of free time. No, it's your job. Yeah, you have you have to think of it that way. And I think <clears throat> to, to tag along to that, excuse me, <clears throat> another part of that is, um, you know, for me, I become vested in the client's business mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of times you think of, you know, an, an employee, you know, corporate world, uh, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, your employees aren't invested. Like I want your business to be successful. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I have that vested interest, then, you know, and, and I treat this like my job, then for me, it's, you know, I want to go above, I want to make sure things are perfect. I want to go above and beyond. I want to be successful. You know, I want to do those extra things and do a good job so that ultimately at the end of the day, you know, you're successful and you're happy. Right. Well, and, you know, I know VAs who it is, they've actually become employees, you know, because the business grew, their tasks grew, you know, all those various things. And so you're right. You want it to be successful or maybe they just stay a VA forever. But, you know, because that's all that is needed. Yeah, I, th I think, um, you know, that's another thing when we talk about, you know, from the company standpoint, um, there, there's just so much flexibility to the VA, VA world. I mean, they, they, you know, you'll see a lot of times someone will say, you know, this is only going to be temporary right. or this is only going to be so many times a month, but it's going to be long-term. And then you get the people who say, hey, I'm looking for someone who ultimately, you know, I'm looking to build a huge empire. Mm -hmm. I'm starting small now, but if it's the right fit and this is my, you know, right-hand person, then there's the opportunity that you become, you know, a full time only with this company. So there's there's so many options, um, not just for the VA, but really, you know, I always like to look at it from because I still think this is something new out there that I mean, people are hearing about VAs, but from the the company and employer standpoint, they're not really sure what to expect. Like, why would I go get a virtual assistant as opposed to hiring on an employee? And I think that's one of the, you know, there's just so much flexibility. And that's, that's one of the aspects you, you could always just have someone part time permanent, temporary, you know, whatever is going to really fit for your business, mm -hmm. and business growth. Right. You know, and I do want to be clear, it's not something like Fiverr. Um, you know, we've, we've all probably many of us have yep. had projects done by Fiverr, which is great, but they do tend, and you know, I've never actually looked on the Fiverr site to see if they have VAs because I just have them do like a little graphic work, a little right. voiceover, some things like that. 
But, um, you know, and, and most Fiverr people are not in the United States. Again, you know, not that's that just works best for their business model. Um, but it, it is something to consider. And, and, you know, maybe as the business owner, chat with your attorney, your CPA, just to make sure, you know, because you're hiring a consultant. So there are specific state laws that pertain to taxes, to, you know, how much you can have them work, all those various things. And folks, you you know, this is not we're paying them under the table either. You know, we're talking about a legitimate business expense to hire this person to assist you with your business needs. Right. So, you know, for the those who said, oh, I just want to pay somebody a hundred bucks to do this. That's a different conversation. Correct. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is not this. Right. So, you know, one of the things that I mentioned is that I had multiple VAs and, and actually right now I have two. I have Kim and then I have another person, uh, Robin Carter, who is a delight who works for me. And I found both of you through two different ways. Um, so the how I got Robin was I asked a friend of mine who has used VAs in the past and he recommended her. He had worked with her before. Okay. I got Kim, I got you through an organization called HireMyMom.com. Yes. And I love that. I recommend that to anybody who's really looking for a VA because they have, it's it's a service. <laughs> Basically, it's kind of like an employment service. So they have vetted the folks. You know, they know that these are people that aren't just doing the, you know, hey, you know, I just want to do this evenings and weekends when I have spare time and oops, I don't have time to do it anymore type of, you know, they've gotten rid of those. And people post jobs there and then people apply for it. So, you know, it's it is something that is very specific. And the reason I really like it is I had to come up with an actual job description. So I had to say, I need this person to do this and this and this. I think it will take approximately this many hours per week. And here is what I will pay. And then that gets posted on their website. And then the people like Kim who were interested apply and set up interviews. Um, I had I did my posting um, and, and I believe I interviewed maybe 10 people. It was you know, it was it was an interesting process. I loved every one of them. I mean, I really did like every single one of them. Oh, wow. And so it was very difficult. And Kim, I'm not sure I've ever told you this. The reason I, you you and I just clicked a little bit better so that, you know, that I liked that. But I believe you were the only one who sent me a follow up email with suggestions about improvements that we could make to the radio program. Oh, wow. Nobody else did that. And so, you know, it's it is something to, you know, because you and, and you know, not to say that the other candidates didn't, but you really did treat it as a job application. Yeah. You know, and, and because if you'd gone into, say, you know, my my office, my corporate office, and you'd come in, you know, in your business suit, you know, you would have followed up with an email and said, you know, it was great meeting you, yada, yada, yada. And I did have some that didn't follow up at all. You know, I thought, oh, nope, they're off the list. Um, you know, and, and so that's the thing is either, you know, whether you're wanting to be a VA or wanting to hire a VA, it's sometimes that after communication that makes the difference. That's so true. That's that's funny that you say that. I've never heard that story, but um, you know, it makes sense, and I think that's something for for VAs to learn. You know, first of all, although I I do like to say, oh, you know, I still think some, you know, for some people, virtual assistant is a a new term. The truth of the matter is, there are 
tons of people. So it's a very, very competitive market. You know, there's so many people who are, for whatever situation, they're either leaving the corporate world or they're just, you know, they're looking for opportunities to work from home. Mm-hmm. And so everyone, you know, thinks, okay, I'm going to be a VA. And, you know, we have so many different, you know, levels of just, you know, skills and specialties. But the bottom line is, you know, and I've heard other people say, I don't, I don't know how, you know, you talk to maybe 10 people, um, I've heard other people say that they have received, you know, hundreds of applicants come in and then you're, you know, kind of vetting through. So, you know, you think whenever you have a crowded market, you have to find a way to stand out. Um, And that's what, you know, although we like to say, you know, no, this is not in a, you know, an employee employer you have to still treat it as, you know, that's my take. If, you know, Mm -hmm. whenever I interviewed in the corporate world, you had to follow up, you had to make sure someone knew that you were interested, you know, you have to let, let the person know that you want to, you know, work with them and why you're interested in their business and, you know, really try to set yourself apart. Um, Because that's, you know, that's the way to, to think too, of, of how you're going to be whenever you're actually working with them. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and as you said, you know, treat it exactly like that. You know, I remember there was one person that I interviewed and I did it via Skype. I wanted yes. us to see each other. Mm-hmm. Just like it was a, you know, a true in-person interview. And one person got interrupted three times by people that were in her house. Oh, and it was like, and she really was very good. She was very qualified. And, you know, what I have you do is send emails and things like that. So clearly it's, you know, anybody could interrupt at any time and you just stop typing and, you know, you, you finish your email later. But to me, with that person allowing the other people to interrupt her several times, it made me think she didn't take it seriously. Right. Right. That's true. I mean, I, you know, anytime and and I get, I mean, I, you know, you mentioned it earlier, anyone that I work with, they know, you know, I have kids, Mm -hmm. you know, there are times when, you know, I'm doing work and, you know, maybe a kid pops into the office, but if it's, if it's a, you know, something that is of urgent, you know, an interview, um, Mm -hmm. anything that would involve, you know, me being on Skype or on the video portion, um, you know, just, there are just different levels of urgency that, you know, I give my kids the do not come in this office or, you know, you're going to be in big trouble. Like you have to set it like, you know, in my corporate job, I wouldn't allow them to just come running through busting out. You know, it's just, we have the flexibility, but you also have to understand the situation as well. Well, and that's, you know, I've talked about this on the program before. That's all part of being a small business owner that is home-based. Um, you know, you you have to set those ground rules and those guidelines. You know, when I first started my business, oh, good heavens, it's been almost 20 years ago, if maybe not longer than that. You know, it, it was one of those things that people thought, oh, Deb's home during the day so she can go to a movie with us. She can call. She can do laundry. You know, all these various things. It was like, no. And so I actually set business hours. Do I keep them? For the most part, yes. Um, you know, and, and and that just helps me give clients guidelines so that they're not expecting me to work at 11 o'clock at night, you know, or on weekends and, and those things. And what I have told them is, you know, emergencies happen. You know, these the, there are emergencies that happen. Right. However, if you're wanting me to do something that could wait till regular business hours, you can pay a premium price. Yep. 
And they almost always will say, hmm, it can wait. It can wait. <laughs> right. You know, and, and so that is setting those ground rules. You know, I very rarely will answer the home phone. I look at the caller ID. If it's something that, you know, I know I need to take, you know, say it's it's my mother or somebody, then I answer it. But if it's clearly, you know, and, and, and it, there are times where it's like, oh, that's a friend of mine who I know is just going to chit chat. Right. Then I, I have a quick conversation in my head. Do I have time to do that or not? And it's the same thing as if you were actually in a physical office. You know, somebody pops by. Do you have time to talk with them or not? Right. So it's about setting those ground rules as that small business owner that just apply to everything. And that's, I mean, that's, I do the same thing on my end. Um, you know, I treat this as, as a business mm -hmm. because I'm, you know, I'm providing a service for business owners who have, you know, definite needs and urgencies <laughs> and priorities. And from my end, I have to, I have to operate it as a business. You know, I'm charging money. Therefore it's, you know, this is not a hobby. It's, it's a business and, and, you know, it's those, the, Certain times there have to be more professional um, because when you're working at home, it's very easy. Like you said, answer the phone. You know, oh, I could take this call. I could go do a load of laundry. And while we do have those flexibilities and that's great, you have to have those times when I have clients who have things that need done by certain times. Um, so I'm very, you know, I, I talked about I, I like checklist and organization. I, I have my kind of own schedule set here to make sure that I stay on task. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and again, it comes back to that communication. You know, I mentioned that, that you are my uh, radio producer, the program for this or the producer for this program. So there are clearly some things that have a timely manner to them. You know, we have to do Facebook posts. We do a Facebook post typically an hour before each broadcast. Yep. And then a follow up post the day after to, to, with the archive. The cool thing is those can be scheduled. You know, yeah. there's, you know and, and so, you know, we know those far in advance. We can get all of that done. We, you can get all of that done, you know, all those various things. But, you know, there are still times where, uh, you know, we've had uh, somebody who, you know, uh, we, I had a, a guest and, you know, folks, I'm, I'm going to spill the beans here. We pre-record all of our programs. Oh, no, y'all thought that they were live. And, and we used to do live and live radio is just so much fun when it works well and when it doesn't. Oh, dear. Um, so, yes, we pre-record every program. And we had a guest one time who, bless him, he woke up and we were to do a fairly early morning interview. He woke up and he had food poisoning. I mean, he just was deathly ill. And so he got in touch with Kim. Kim got in touch with me. I mean, you know, there was this kind of flurry of emails going back and forth because I certainly didn't want to, you know, be recording the interview and he was not comfortable doing it. So, you know, sometimes things change with a, a time factor, but that's one of the things that is, is so good about, you know, the, the process that I have with Kim is we do have a pretty good schedule set. And, you know, and there's very rarely a time where it's like, oh, my gosh, Kim, I need you right now. Um, right. You know, and, and sometimes that's the, oh, my gosh, I didn't, you know, I've got an interview set up and we didn't get the stuff in advance, you know, all these various things. But that comes back to what I was saying. That's the communications part. And now if, you know, if I really needed you to be available, say, from noon until three every day, then then I would have had to have clearly spelled that out to you. Right. So, you know, how does, you know, we, I mentioned Hire My Mom as just kind of one of those resources. How does a business owner go about finding a virtual assistant? Oh, there's so many, there's so many ways anymore. Um, it's, it's almost scary. It's like we, we can't hide if we would want to. Right. Um, 
But, you know, so one of the things you mentioned, and, and I think this is a really good one, is is asking people mm-hmm. um, if there's someone you recommend. Um, I have worked with people through referrals. Um, you know, the thing that you have to remember in that is sometimes to me, the key to you know, besides the communication, but sometimes it's just, you go with a gut feel of someone you connect with. Um, you know, when you're on the phone, you're on a Skype and you're, you're trying to see, you know, what the business owner is looking for. Um, you know, sometimes some people just click better and, you know, I've heard people say, well, I hired someone that, you know, my friend business owner recommended and it didn't work out for us. And, you know, that could just be in that circuit, you know, certain people just click better than others. So you, you, you have to, but I mean, that's a great one because I think the biggest thing with hiring someone virtually, um, you know, people are just looking for someone to kind of back that like, yes, I'm going to hire someone who's going to do the job, do a good job, be honest. You know, people are always worried about getting scammed, unfortunately right. is. So it's nice to have someone that can recommend. Um, mm-hmm. Facebook groups or another, you know, if, you know, some business owners and a lot of coaches and stuff are in different, um, you know, speakers and different Facebook groups. Um, a lot of times virtual assistants will also be in there, you know, trying to provide some information, um, you know, resources. And, you know, a lot of times people, business owners will reach out and say, oh, well, you know, you know how to do this. You know, you just, mm-hmm. what do, you know, do you can I hire you? Or, you know, what does it look like? Um, and then the different sites. I mean, the hire my mom, the, the, the nice thing about hire my mom is it is a, it's a membership site. So people like virtual assistants or service providers, they have to pay to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of her part of her vetting process is if somebody's going to invest to be a member of a site, they're probably, you know, pretty invested in running this like a business. You're not just going to have anyone on there applying for the jobs. Um, so the hire my mom, that's why I, th- I think a lot of people think that that's a good site to use. Um, there are There are some other sites that are you know, somewhat similar, um, that I've seen people, you know, some of the big VA organizations, they'll have, um, processes to submit like RFPs, requests for proposals, and they'll post it out to their members of the group. Um, but I mean, you know, with social media, the way that it is now, and, you know, to me, that's just, that's a big, a big area where you can, can find people, um, because it's like, it's very funny. Everybody seems to know someone, mm-hmm. you know, you put a request out there, Hey, I need someone to do uh, customer service. Let's say you'll get, you know, 10, 15 names like that of, Oh, this person knows, you know, this is the person, the go-to person. Um, there's just, there's so many resources. It's, it's, I think more from the business owner standpoint of, of knowing what they're looking for. Right. You know, and, and it was funny, I Googled virtual assistant as you and I were talking, and some of the big employment websites are now including virtual yeah. assistants. Yes, like indeed.com mm-hmm. and some of the others, I do see that now. It's like the virtual positions are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, and, and speaking of the positions, it's interesting to, you know, as to what exactly some people are looking for and or are doing. And so I'm back on the Hire My Mom site and I'm looking at the projects that are open right now. And and they vary from part-time to full-time to temporary. And, you know, and, and for people thinking it's only someone who's going to respond to emails or be 
a and you know secretary you know or all those various things so i'm just going to read through a couple of these real quick so somebody is looking for an online linux instructor and for <laughs> those who who don't know that's a computer programming thing yep. and so this is is they're just it says do you have linux skills do you like helping others do you have the eyes of a hawk and can spot the slightest syntax error if so yada 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 then the next one is for an executive coordinator who would work directly with the ceo then company holiday party speech. This and this person just wants somebody to write a speech for the CEO to give at their holiday party. So clearly that's a true temporary position. Right. Um, then we've got an executive assistant. We are a small venture capital firm with two partners. One partner is in California. The other is in uh, the one is near San Francisco. One is near Los Angeles. The firm is looking for an executive assistant to help with scheduling. Um, let's see what's some other funny ones. Accountant, a slightly OCD accounting focused mom <laughs> sought to help e-commerce company. Hi, my name is Ben. I own an e-commerce business in Texas with my wife. We sell awesome home kitchen products and we need somebody to do our accounting. Okay. Here's somebody else who wants somebody to do invoice management. Yeah. Um, you know, all these various things. So my point in reading some of that is if you are someone who is thinking, you know, hey, I could do that. There's probably somebody who needs you to do it. <laughs> you know, there is. Whatever that that skill set is that you have, technical writer, organize, you know, accountant, all these various things. And I think that's why virtual assistants are growing so much. And and again, why maybe it is very female oriented. And and you know, and, and I love hire my mom, that, yes. that whole concept, because it is so many women who have left the marketplace to become yep. a stay-at-home mom. And then they find, I still need to stay in touch with the business world. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling like I need some more money. I need some adult contact. I have extra hours, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where they come into being a virtual assistant. Yeah, there's there's so many. I mean, you you know you mentioned some of them that you read right there in the matter of what a minute, probably just the the top couple posts. But there's mm -hmm. there's so it's it's really anything. A business owner needs to think this because a lot of times people say, oh, I don't think I I have a need. I wouldn't know what to you know to outsource or to delegate. Mm -hmm. It's basically anything that you don't have time to do because you're now not able to, you know, work with, you know, make more sales calls, get more clients in or something that you're just not good at. Um, you know, for some people that's, yeah, I guess I have time to do my bookkeeping, but I'm not really good at that. You know, I don't want to do that. For some people it's, you know, customer service. Some it's just email management, um, you know, some it's, you know, just their kind of design work or creating documents and present. There's basically anything in your business mm -hmm. could pretty much be delegated out. I mean, there are even some people who they delegate out their sales calls. You know, they're like, I don't have, you know, I, I want to, people want to focus on what they're good at, their mm -hmm. ultimate craft to allow them to create, you know, more services, more products, whatever they want to grow their business. It's anything that's kind of getting in the way of that. You can find someone who can, you know, you can delegate it to. There's some VAs who are just very, very specialized. They only do, you know, maybe one thing, one product, one system, you know, they're that specialized. You can, if, 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 if any business owner out there is, you know, thinking like, oh, I don't, I don't know, trust me, I, I would, 
I would challenge you to at least check out. Um, I would be shocked if you could not find someone to delegate what you're looking for out to. Right. You know, and you mentioned it's for a lot of times people who can do what it is that they do, but they either don't have the time or not quite that knowledge set, all those various things. And, you know, and they just need that extra help. That's definitely the case with me. You know, I can serve as my own producer. I did for many years. And, and so what Kim does for me is, you know, we will get a lead. Somebody says, hey, I think I'd be a great guest on your program. Kim contacts them to follow up. And we have forms that people submit. So that kind of vets them to start with. So then Kim contacts them to make sure that, yes, they really would be a good person um, to be on the program. Then she coordinates getting them on the schedule. So that means that um, she not only schedules when their broadcast is going to be um, played, because, yeah, remember, we pre-record. <laughs> um, she also schedules the pre-recording. So that means I give her access to my calendar. So I use Gmail. It's just the easiest way to do that. And I put everything on there. I put all my personal stuff. I put everything on there. So that way Kim can see what my schedule is. Now, I do use an online scheduling program called Schedule Once that ties into my Gmail calendar. So somebody can't, when they request a time, it's only going to give them available times. So that's why it's very important for me to keep my Gmail calendar up to date with every single thing I'm doing. But, you know, that obviously depends on, on what you're doing. But so, you know, then we've, you know, we've got them scheduled. Then Kim does all of the emails to them. So she reminds them, hey, you've got this interview coming up. We need you to fill out this information so that Deb can do the, the best, uh, you know, interview possible. Um, you know, answers any questions that they might have. Then, um, you know, if and then sometimes she has to nag them because they don't send the information. <laughs> And, you know, and she's very good at nagging him very nicely, very <laughs> politely, whereas sometimes I would have just said, you know, um, you know and, and we have had some people who have been a challenge, shall we say, you know, either they don't follow up in a timely manner and, you know, or they don't give us uh, full information. We, you know, we've had people who have said, you know, I'll just talk about that on the air. No, you know, yeah. I'm one of these, but I like to prepare. Um, if they're an author, I really like to have read the book in advance. I mean, that's just kind of one of my pet peeves is that I like to have read the book in advance so I can ask intelligent questions about it. So Kim makes sure that I get the copy of the book. Then afterwards, she sends an email to them thanking them for being on the program and you know telling them how they can, can get access to the archive. Could I do all of that? Yes, I did. But because Kim now does that for me, it frees me up to do other things in my business. And that's the, the important thing to think about is Yes, it costs me money. And that is, of course, one of the hardest things for a small business owner to, to think about is, oh, my gosh, it's going to cost me money. Yep. But that money is actually freeing me up to make money somewhere else. Right. And that's how you have to look at it. You have to look at it as an investment in your business that if you don't delegate out whatever you're looking to, you know, what is it stopping you from doing? I, and if it's stopping you from time, which we all, we all need more of, especially a business owner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if that time equals money, then I think you have, you know, you have your answer there. It needs to be delegated. Right. You know, and Kim and I have a great working relationship because I will say, hey, you know, let's add this or let's do that. Or, or she'll say the same thing, you know, hey, what if we do this and do that? 
And that's part of that relationship that, that we have, um, you know, and, and uh, I'm actually going to ask her in a couple of weeks, I'm going to say, hey, you know, what are we going to do to really ramp up the program for 2018? You know, what do we need to add? So part, part of that might be adding more of her time you know, to be able to do something or, you know, some various things. And again, it's just, you know, it's, it's all about having that great communication. And there have been times where, you know, so initially, as I mentioned, you know, I did this job description and I said, I think it will take X number of hours per week. And I based that on what it took me to do. And there have been times where I've said, okay, I know this is going to take longer this week. So then I know she's going to invoice me for more. I get very detailed invoices. You want to, And folks, if you're hiring a VA, that really should be something that you absolutely positively insist on. You need an invoice that breaks down what they do, how long it took them, and then what that rate is. You know, you shouldn't just get an invoice that says, okay, for December, it's $300. (laughs) I want to know what was done for that $300. Now, varying people, I mean, some people want to know every single thing. You know, I sent 25 emails. I did, you know, that's too much detail for me. Um, But, you know, some people want that. So it it is, again, about, and, but, you know, Kim mentioned it at this, you know, earlier, you have to trust them and you have to, and and so it's not that you're not trusting them. It's just you're holding them accountable. If they were your employee, you'd want to know what they were doing with their eight hours a day. So same thing goes with your virtual assistant. Yeah, I think that's, I, I, you, I mean, you've mentioned it a couple times, the, the two biggest, biggest keys for, I think, a successful virtual relationship are the communication and that, you know, that accountability on, you know, on both ends. And it's, it's very simple to do, um, you know, although a lot of times communication is, is easy to kind of slip through the cracks, especially when you're virtual, Um but that's, you know, that, that to me is, is the biggest. And, you know, from the end of, you know, like you said, with a bit, I, I just, I want, you know, I want you to know that, you know, this is, is what was done. This was my time that was accounted for so that, you know, there's not that I'm you know, thinking you don't trust me, but it's just, so you know, I mean, you know, it's a business expense. If you were to get, you know, a, an invoice for something else business related, you, you get a pretty, you know, detailed explanation. So for me, it's just, you know, here's what I did this month. And, and that also helps, you know, me as well. Um, I think it's, you know, just a, a good business practice. Right. Well, and it, it, it helps you, as you said, keep track. You know, have I asked you to do more than what we initially agreed on? Right. You know, all these various things. And I think, I, you know, I actually don't remember how many hours per week we had said, but let's just roughly say five. Um, you know, if I'm asking you to do eight hours a week, then you need compensated for those extra three. And, you know, and so you need to keep track of that. Now, maybe it was just kind of a weird anomaly week and, you know, all these various things. But, you know, it, it is accountability on both sides. So if it's, you know, I'm routinely asking you to go over that, then there needs to be a different discussion. Right. Where, you know, you come back and you say, hey, you know, you're, you've been asking me to do a lot more every time, um, you know, and, and, and you need to be compensated for that. You know, the worst thing is when, you know, if, if, if I were to just think, well, you know, that you're, you're not managing your time right or, or something like that. You know, no, you know, this, again, this is, this is not the job description of and other duties as assigned and right. you do what I tell you to, yeah. you know, no, it's, it's accountability for both sides. Right. And it's a little CYA. I mean, you know, it's, I, I want to know how many hours a week you're spending because maybe I will ask you to do more or, you know, or, uh, you know, all these various things. And, and it's, it's exactly what we've been saying. It's all about having good communication with your VA. 
And I think um, one one other thing to point out on that, because this this I have heard this come up a lot. Um, business owners, they tend to. So you're asking, you know, I need a virtual assistant, say, for 10 hours a week mm-hmm. and you're, you know, to do X, Y, Z. Well, what are you basing that 10 hours off of? You know, how long maybe it takes you to do it? Well, mm-hmm. for some people, they're not proficient in mm-hmm. what you know, what they're asking to do. So they're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, checking email, I spent three hours and, Mm -hmm. you know, this is another four. And the virtual assistant is, you know, they're, they're proficient. I mean, this is, you know, this is their expertise and they come through and they're like, okay, you know, it was four hours. It was done. So, you know, that, had, you know, when you have that accountability and that kind of transparency, then the business owner can say like, oh, geez, you know, I, gosh, I had budget for 10, I can, you know, delegate off more stuff. Um, it, you know, definitely benefits the the business owner as well. Right. Well, I'm curious, Kim, as to how you actually function. And I've, I've never asked this, you know, we've never had this conversation. How many hours a day kind of roughly do you spend as a virtual assistant? I end up doing, um, you know, it's, I am the one who, I mean, I'm in my office. At, my kids are off on their bus 7.50 in the morning. So I'm right in the office then. Um, right away, I'm on the computer. You know, I start at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Um, you know, depending on, you know, I, I have some networking events, different things at different times that I will go to. And my computer is always with me or my phone. Um but I am one who, you know, kind of has a, if I have a couple hours where I have to do stuff with the, the kids, then I will work evenings and some weekends, but it's because I enjoy it, not because I feel like I have to, but you know, me, that, that's my nature. I don't like to feel overwhelmed. Like I'm so behind, like, oh gosh, I have to do that. You know, like a lot of times for, for your stuff, like, you know, there were times when Sunday night, it was just easier to, you know, I'm going to go and I could get, you know, the pre-scheduled stuff out and you can get some emails set and, you know, you can essentially automate a lot of it, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you have a your busy week with something else. Um, so I would probably say that right now I spend maybe 20, 25 hours a week um, truly doing work. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, you know, there are some people who just need, you know, certain things a week. There are some who are just, you know, smaller projects. So maybe some months are more, are busier than others. But yeah, I think that's, that's probably what I'm about to, you know, at this Mm -hmm. point. Right. Well, and kind of on average, how many clients do you have? Now, of course, I'm the best. (laughs) (laughs) How many clients do you have? Um, I would say that... I have, and these are not people that need consistent work. Like some, right. you know, some people just do have, like they'll come every couple months and call and be like, oh my God, I hope you have time. I have a project coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd probably say that there's probably eight to nine people that okay. I do work for at any given time. Mm-hmm. And is it mainly administrative stuff like what you do for me? Um, it is not. Um ah. Yeah, I do. I do a variety. Um, so I have, I mean, I have someone that I manage um, like custo- their customer service for, and it's all via email. Um, they run an Amazon store. Okay. 
So I, you know, handle customer service issues. Um, so that would kind of be more similar. Um, and then I have a, a couple people that I help them, um, like automate their kind of business systems mm-hmm. and like manage like the business operations. Um, those are probably my, my big things because that's my, like that, that's what I'm good at. Like, you know, for the work that I do for you, like it's very, you know, it's, it's structured. Like you have, I mean, you know, when I first started, you had it laid out to the T like that's right away. I was like, okay, I got this. Like I, you know, that's, that's how my mind works. I'm a very cerebral person. So those, you know, kind of systems organization, mm-hmm. you know, helping people that way that, um, that kind of works for me. Right. Well, and you know, it, that was partially how I figured out how long it would take. You know, I, I sat down, I went, okay, well, on Mondays, it takes me X number of hours or minutes, whatever, to do this. And, you know, and, and all those various. So that helped me create that initial job description. Yeah. And that, that was very helpful. I mean, you know, I, I would definitely recommend that, um, you know, if, if you're looking to hire someone and you can get as many details out, I mean, I think, I think that got it off to a good start from the beginning um, because, you know, a lot of times you'll hear that, oh, well, someone hired an assistant and they were just, they weren't happy because the assistant had, you know, they kept asking so many questions. They just didn't get it. And, you know, part of the, part of the thing as virtual assistants are we need to really be more proactive and, you know, you figure a business owner is hiring you on because they're busy. Um, not that, you know, not that you don't answer questions when I come to you, but there are some times when, you know, we need to, you need to try to find an answer on your own. Like there's so many ways to do that, but from the business owner standpoint is if they can, you know, we talked about expectations, if they can kind of lay out, um, any bit of detail that they can, um, I mean, you had, you know, everything documented. I mean, I could go into this Google drive and they're just like, well, and I even said, here is the email you will send. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a little type A really, <laughs> but it, it was like, okay, like there was really no question from the start. And I think that puts someone at ease of like, oh, okay. Yeah, we got this. Like you were, you know, you're just, you had those details down. Um, and not everybody's like that. I mean, not everybody's type A like you, but the more that you can provide to really kind of help that relationship from the start, I think it just fosters it to, to be a better working relationship going on. Well, and then the nice thing is, you know, you took, you say that email where it was, you know, the, the email that, that told somebody, hey, you know, your program's coming up, yada, yada, yada. You then took it and personalized it and tweaked it and made it better based on input from the people where you were communicating with all those various things. And so it wasn't just that I said, here is what you will do and you will, you know, all these, you know, all these, you do it that way. And, and it was great because the changes that you made, I'm like, oh yeah, wow. Never thought of that part. Um, you know, and, and, and that's part of that too is, you know, kind of that I'm, I've empowered you to do that. Just like if you were a, a true employee, I would hope that they would be able to, to take that on and say, you know, here's a, here's a, not a better way. Here's a different way to do it. Um, you know, and, and that works perfect because we do have that type of, of communication where it's like, you know, maybe we should word it this way or, you know, do it. And, and, you know, and, and folks, maybe the first couple weeks I said, I had Kim copy me on stuff and then it was like, nope, she's got it. I don't. And, and it was like, I, I don't need to see that. Now, every once in a while, I'll say, you know, what's what's being sent out or something like that. But 
I trust her to do what it is because it's it's obviously getting done. Um, you know, and, and so that's the other key is, you know, I know that we're getting radio guests and that these are happening and, and all these various things. So I don't have to double check her work. You know, it's it's just there and getting done. And I think that, I mean, from you, you were really good about that at the beginning. You know, I was, you know, that's something I ask, you know, some people want to, um, you know, again, it's that, you know, building that trust. But at the beginning, it's like, okay, do I need to see what we're, you know, kind of doing here? And, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, you know, copy me on some. And then right away, it was like, okay, yeah, I'm good. We got this. Right, right. Well, and one of the things that I just thought of when we were talking about emails is Kim has an email address for my company. She has a, a dot story selling dot biz email address or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's not coming from her personal account. It's not coming from Gmail or virtual sanity or anything like that. So when someone gets that email, they know that she is truly representing me. Yes. Um, you know, and, and so to me and folks, that's easy to do. You know, you can easily add email addresses. Um, now, it, it you know can route through Outlook. It can route through Gmail. It can do all those various things. But if you're going to take them seriously and they're communicating on behalf of your business, then they need to appear to be part of your business. Yeah, I agree. I've I've suggested that to a couple people, you know, when I'm kind of going through, OK, what do we need you know, what, what's going on here? What do we need to get started? Mm -hmm. I'll say, you know, I, I should have an email if, if I'm going to be communicating with clients or whatnot, mm -hmm. you know, can you get me an email that represents your domain? Because then mm -hmm. that way there's no, it, it's more professional, you know, it looks like, you know, and th that's the ultimate goal when you hire on someone to help you that they're really an extension of your business. They're just, you know, right. they're kind of helping you be more successful. So I think you want to make sure that they're representing your brand. And, and like you mm -hmm. said, email so simple to do. Like, why right. would you not? Right. I know. And, and that's the funny thing is when I get things that are still saying, you know, Gmail and I'm like, really? You know, yeah. And, and, you know, even if it's that they're not outsourcing, it's themselves. I'm like, really? I, I actually have a couple people who still have <gasps> AOL accounts <laughs> for business. I'm like, oh, I know that, that one kind of throws me on occasion. But yeah, it's, and that comes back to things that we've talked about multiple times. You have to take your business seriously or nobody else will. You know, and 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 it's funny because I talked at length one time with a person who has an AOL and she said it never crashes. She said, I, I'm always hearing about everybody. And I'm like, well, you know, you got a point. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, no, you know, then that means that they didn't hire the right web service, you know, all those various things. So take it seriously. Um, you know, if, if you're not taking your business seriously, then nobody else will either. Yeah. So, you know, what are some other reasons why somebody might think, okay, a virtual assistant is the better way to go than actually hiring an employee? Um, well, if you look from a, a true employee standpoint, I mean, you're hiring an employee on, they probably want guaranteed hours. You know, we talked about the flexibility of having, um, you know, just someone who can kind of really work to what you need. Um, a lot of times if someone is coming on as a true employee, they need benefits, certain hours, there's just, there's higher costs. So, you know, when you heat, when you get the business owner who says, oh, well, I'm not going to pay to, you know, delegate something out. I mean, that really, that really doesn't make sense because if you get to a point where you have to have someone working for you, um, it's just, it's, it's much cheaper to to really in the end hire hire on an assistant and then you can really be more you know you you can go out and find someone who is really really um 
you know, like we talked about having someone who can, you know, definitely um, just do these couple things. Like I want someone who's specialized in this, Um, you know, that job description that they just want somebody who does Linux programming. Like, you know, if you, if you had an employee that you were paying and then you said, Oh, by the way, Hey, I need you to do this. Well, now they probably need training. They probably need, you know, where you're looking for that. This person's already trained on their own dime. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. And, you know, because of that, it's, it's less time. It's more efficient. So in the end, the cost wouldn't be as much as if you were paying someone on. And plus, when you have an employee as well, I mean, that's how, you know, you always see virtual assistants kind of compares to that, you know, the, to the employee relationship. And, you know, we talk about, you know, I'm here, I'm on vacation. I mean, some people will, you know, if you're out of the country, you can't work, but I'm not, you know, taking off days. I mean, if my kids would be sick and home from school, um, there, you know, I'm here in my office doing work. Right. Uh, my kids are off on, you know, off days. I'm here in my office doing work. You know, I'm not calling off sick. It's just, it's, it's a much more efficient work mm-hmm. relationship. Um, you know, when you compare, I, mean, I think the days of the traditional employee for, for small businesses, I mean, not that I'm, you know, advocating against employees. I don't want people losing mm-hmm. their job, right. but I think for someone who's ready to, to hire on, I mean, this, to me, this is the wave of the future. This is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, like you said, it's scalable. You know, we don't have to pay overhead costs, you know, all these various things. And, you know, for example, I don't have to provide you with a computer. You right. already have that computer. Right. Um, you know, all these various things. And, you know, and, and, and I can say I need you to do X. And, and really, that's all I'm having you do. Right. If I said, okay, I want you to do Y, then we're going to renegotiate the contract. Right. Um, but, you know, and, and you can't always do that with employees because seriously, I mean, how many times in our corporate environment, there is that line that says, and other duties as assigned. And yep. they can tell you whatever they need you to do, you need yeah. to do. Yep. You know, and, 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 and then, you know, most states are at will states. So if you say, well, I don't want to do that. I can't do that. They're like, okay, fine. Yep. Then go somewhere yeah. else. Find someone else. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but well, we've got just a couple minutes left here. And so Kim, I have been bad. You know, I mentioned at the, the start of the program that anytime <laughs> there is an author, I try to read their book and you're an author and I sent oh, it to it. me. <laughs> And you sent it and I didn't read it. So tell us about your recent book. And I know you 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 just, and I'm putting that in my little air quotes, you just did a chapter. But what's it about? And tell us then about your chapter. Sure. So um, I did. I had the wonderful opportunity to be a co-author of um, a book that just launched in November. So it's, it's still, you know, pretty new with this launch. Um, and it's called I'm 30, Now What? And it's a women's guide to living a life of choice. And um, I think there may be like 18 to 20 different co-authors. Um, and wow. the, yeah, this, it, so it's, you know, it's a good book. This, um, the main author, this Kylie Hansen, she, I mean, she's just a big advocate for, you know, for women in general, women having a voice, women making choices, women doing what makes them happy. Um, mm-hmm. And she, I mean, she's a best-selling author. So, you know, she does, she's really well. She's from, from Canada. Um, so I was very excited to have the opportunity to work with her on this project. And, you know, I, I thought it was good because I've never written a book, but it was kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, I could do a chapter, right? Like I probably uh-huh. 
book, but I could do a chapter. Um, so my chapter was, you know, about kind of my story, my story of, and, and this is really what the whole book's about. I mean, you figure the normal, kind of the normal go route for, for mostly women. I mean, I don't even want to say people in general, but it goes kind of something like, I need to go to school. I need to get a degree. I need to get a job. I'm going to get married. I may or may not have kids in there. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm really going to focus on this career. And then usually when we're in our 30s somewhere, um, something kind of maybe, you know, throws a little damper in it. And it's like, wow, you know, everything that I thought I should have done, um, you know, that I was supposed to do, the stereotypical kind of white picket fence, perfect little world, either it's not you know, appealing to you anymore, or, you know, something occurs in your life that, you know, has really profoundly made you kind of change, you know, what you want to do. So Mm -hmm. my chapter was about the, you know, my story of being in a a very successful um, corporate job and, you know, just getting so burned out. And and I, I guess I had that passion to do more. Um, And it was hard because everybody is, you know, telling me that I would be stupid to ever leave. You know, this is a job everybody wants. And you're just kind of like, yeah, maybe they're right. So it's that constant battle back and forth. Um, And uh, a couple of years after I'd really started feeling burnout, my dad had a, um, he had brain cancer. Mm -hmm. And he had a very courageous two-year battle. And then he passed Mm -hmm. away. And I I think that for me was kind of my turning point of... Mm -hmm you know what? Life is too short. We don't know if we're guaranteed to have tomorrow. So kind of my motto has become like, do what makes you happy. So I put that plan in place. Um, I, you know, went out, I started my own business. I quit the corporate world and, you know, that's, I'm just trying to relate to other women who may be in that situation. You know, a lot of times it's easy when you're forced to have to something else. Um, but for me, it was making that choice and finding the courage to say like, okay, I'm done. You know, the money they're paying me is great, but it is not worth my sanity, my health, whatever. Um, so I did, I put that plan in place and and I have not regretted. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed, I enjoy working with everyone. I love working with you. I mean, people that I deal with are great. Um, so if there's other women out there that are like, oh, well, I can't do that. You can. You just, you know, you have to get a support system and find the courage to do it. Right. So the name of the book again is? I'm 30. Now what? And it's Amazon and, um, yeah, it's, it's available out there. Amazon, iTunes. Yep. Wonderful. Well, Kim, how do people get in touch with you? Now, hello, nobody gets to hire Kim away from me, (laughs) but... You know, if, if you want to get in touch with Kim, how how can they best reach you? Um, so I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. I have um, I'm Kim Santillo on Facebook, but I also have a business page. It's um, at Achieve Your Vision, and I have a website, KimSantillo.com. My name's S A N T I L L O is a last name. It's you have to say the L's. It's it's not an easy name. I married into it. Um, so I'm kind of stuck with it, but it's KimSantillo.com. Perfect, perfect. Well, I am Deb Creer, and I've been having a fabulous time talking with Kim Santillo, who is my virtual assistant, my producer for this program. And, you know, really, it's it's fun knowing about kind of how this works. But more importantly, we want people to know that if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, 
Or, you know, you've just got tasks that you can outsource. Virtual assistants are an absolutely fabulous way to do that. And so I hope that you will consider doing that. So I am Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Kim Santillo. And until next week, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.